0: Hey everybody, it's Adrian. So before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to let you guys know that we now have a Patreon. Yes, we have a Patreon. It has been set up. You can feel free to go and check out the tiers and see what's going on. We are so excited about it. We are really, really stoked to bring you guys some bonus content. And of course... Who knows maybe some things in the future so go ahead and check it out you can find it at patreon.com slash slash pod that is a mouthful again that's patreon.com slash slasher pod and it's slash her with two h's so s-l-a-s-h-h-e-r slash her pod and go check out the tiers and we appreciate you guys' support let's go ahead and jump into the episode everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror and all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I am Adrian,
1: And I'm Stormy.
0: And this month, it is June, which means we have to say happy birthday. Everybody say with me, happy birthday, Stormy.
1: <laughs> it's me, bitch.
0: <laughs> or happy birth month, I guess.
1: That's how we do it around here.
0: Yes. So it is June, obviously. So it is the month of Stormy. Happy Gemini season.
1: Hope y'all are surviving.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Stormy obviously is in charge of uh, the movie selection this month. Is there any like rhyme or reason to these movies, Storm? Or what are we doing this Mm -hmm.
1: month? Happy Death Day is like birthday vibes. So I fuck with it. Very
0: birthday vibes.
1: Cabin in the Woods, I love. Friend request is a vibe. She's something. We'll talk about it.
0: Lights (laughs) Out.
1: I haven't seen Lights Out since I originally saw it, and it scares the shit out of me.
0: Okay. You know what? I love the rundown that we have this month, Um, and I'm really excited to talk about it. I do think uh, Happy Death Day is the perfect way to start. I mean, like you said, it's a birthday, you know, horror flick. So the vibes are right. The vibes are right.
1: Speaking of vibes... We both have a little thing here. Ready? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so I am crisp.
0: drinking um a long drink. So what, it's what like makes gin. it
1: long? Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Let me look at the label real fast. The long dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, gin with natural cranberry and other natural flavors and carbonation. Okay. What are you drinking, Storm?
1: Healthy ass queen. I'm drinking a Sonic hard seltzer.
0: (laughs) Ooh, what flavor?
1: Oh, this one is lemon berry.
0: Ooh, lemon berry. That sounds delicious though. Okay. I'm hot. I, uh, I'm (laughs) already fucking up slurring already. Okay. But I also do want to say, I do think it is very important to also make sure, of course, just to point out that June is of course pride month. Uh, and we of course are still going to be highlighting some, some special queer horror projects. Uh, so don't worry about that. We're always going to be able to, or, uh, we're still going to bring, of course, you know, some queer representation this month, um, because horror obviously is queer, just our mere existence also is, you know, making a statement and just talking about horror movies every week, uh, you know, with our platform, we're always bringing the queer representation no matter what. We're bringing a queer perspective as much as we can to everything that we talk about anyways, um but yeah we're also going to make sure that we do have some exclusive bonus episodes this month with some queer horror projects um and those won't be like exclusive to patreon or anything we want everybody to he- uh you know hear those episodes um so just be on the lookout uh in yeah before we actually dive into the main film of the week stormy um i do want to touch base on a recent horror release that we both had the uh opportunity
1: Girl. to watch <laughs>
0: Of uh, course, talking about the A24 film Men, um, I want to touch base on it because I was hoping initially to release like a discussion on it or like a bonus episode on it. And I've decided against it. It's not going to happen. Um, but I do think it's healthy for us to be able to get our thoughts out just so we can have, you know, have all that out in the open and so we can just move on. This a Stormy. Thoughts on Men?
1: Exactly that. I want to move on. I am glad that I got the experience of eating popcorn in a theater. Um, But that's about all I'm thankful for. I thought, because I didn't watch a trailer before I went into it, which is my fault, I guess. But that's kind of like how I've been trying to vibe. I don't want to make any like preconceived uh, ideas in my brain. (laughs) Because I build shit up in my brain a lot. So I was like, "Let me, you know what? Let me just go. Uh, big mistake. <laughs> I thought I was going to see men get slaughtered. Instead, I saw men doing foul things. And not like usual horror foul things. And I wish I could dunk my eyeballs in bleach.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. You know, solid uh, opinion, I would say. <laughs> uh i i also did not care for it i don't think it's probably the worst thing i've ever seen i think is uh you know it's gorgeous the music of course is haunting and the acting's phenomenal and you know there's a lot of good things going but or it has a lot of good things going for it but at the same time it just it just didn't hit for me like i really can't I can't explain why it didn't. Uh, there seems to be a lot of people who are enjoying it. So, you know, good for them. I'm not one of them. I don't really see the need to ever watch this movie again. It just... It wasn't for me, personally.
1: Um, yeah, I'm I'm not the dynamic for that movie.
0: Yeah, again, like Stormy said, maybe... I, I sat down with the expectation, you know, maybe of men getting punched in the face... It obviously went in a different direction. Um, and I just, I don't know. I've seen films that have handled grief differently than this. Mm-hmm. And I've seen stories that I that I personally enjoy more in how they deal with and present their grief. I don't think they did bad in this movie per se. It just wasn't something that I cared for. Also, the CGI is Awful, the CGI faces that they use of the same man around town. Awful. Like I don't, I don't know who saw those CGI faces and thought it was okay to pass them and let them move forward. But it's they sure did. It?
1: Giving the baby from Twilight.
0: It's giving Renesmee, May. What is her name? The baby is that? Her I think name? it's Renez May. Yeah. Very much giving Breaking Dawn teas. For Breaking
1: sure. Dawn. Um. Yeah. It it feels very uh. Like this person has never experienced grief before. <laughs> but um, I do want to say like I went into it knowing it was an A24 movie and like so that always brings forth like a specific set of like mindset, I guess.
0: Yeah. Maybe expectations. Yeah. People have a lot of expectations or high expectations for A24 films
1: which is why it flopped so hard for me, probably. But I mean, if it's your jam, like whatever floats about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely
0: feel like we're in the minority. Most of the things I've seen about this movie are overwhelmingly positive. That's I don't know wild. if it is the A24 <laughs> attached to it. I don't know. If it is because it's literally, I mean, you can tell there's a lot of effort here. It looks oh, yeah. really pretty. The directing is phenomenal. And you can tell that there was probably really carefully articulated uh, messages and thoughts that they were trying to get across screen. And, you know, people obviously are, it's resonating with them and they're taking it and they're running with it. That's great. It feels disjointed to me. So I, maybe one day I'll try to watch it again. I don't see that day coming in the near future um but again just wanted to touch base on it because it's a recent horror release and you know we're a horror podcast but i don't think we're really going to get much more than that so if you feel the need to watch it check it out everybody has their own opinions so go form your own and maybe wait for something.
1: like video on demand
0: <laughs> I, I am a heavy advocate for wait for vod for this one i don't think it's worth unless
1: you're really craving popcorn
0: yeah, unless you really want popcorn, then go for it. And then I like, will kind of this, want your that... stomach
1: to hurt at the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say that 30 minutes into this movie, somebody in the theater fell asleep and was snoring for the remainder of the movie. <laughs> and I will say, Don't I blame wasn't upset though. with it. Because yeah. I was like, mm. Cause when they fell asleep, I was also slightly falling asleep. But that's because it's loud in the theater. And it was at the part where she was walking through the tunnel. And she's like, huh. And just like singing and I was like I'm getting
1: Girl sleepy. this sounds like <laughs> lo-fi music I love it um, I was ready to fall asleep Dude speaking of like the music for this Movie is very well put together But the uh, The fucking walls On the theater that I was in Are so thin that all I could hear Was Doctor Strange And the metaverse <laughs> So I hear like the iconic know. fucking Avengers esque like Marvel music in the background, and it's just this A twenty four music or A twenty four movie playing, and I was like, "This is making it sound way more epic than it actually is."
0: Um, but yeah, so go find a podcast that's interested in talking about
1: that even more. <laughs> you're not if gonna you're, find it here, so sorry.
0: Yeah, this isn't it. So we're gonna go ahead and move on, um, and let's just dive right into the first film of Stormy's birth month and pride month let's go ahead and talk happy death day hey everybody so if you're enjoying the podcast so far definitely look into giving us a rating it would be really really beneficial we're open to ideas and feedback it really goes a long way so go ahead and look into giving us a rating again we're on apple spotify podbean and many more places but for now let's go ahead and get back to the show Alrighty, we are back, and this week we are discussing Happy Death Day. Originally released on October 13th, 2017, the film was made on a budget of about $4.8 million. It would go on to have an opening weekend of about $26 million, before seeing a worldwide gross of about $125 million. The film has a runtime of one hour and 36 minutes and was directed by the amazing Christopher Landon, who, of course, is known for Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day to You, Freaky, Paranormal Activity the Marked Ones, Scott's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. He is everywhere and he is amazing. And we also have a really stellar cast. We have Jessica Roth as Tree, Israel Brossard as Carter, Ruby Modine as Lori, Rachel Matthews as Danielle, B. Vu as Ryan, Charles Atkin as Gregory Butler, and Laura Clifton as Stephanie Butler. So a college student by the name of Tree is stuck reliving the day of her death over and over again. The day in question, her birthday. As her body count rises, she must discover who is behind the baby mask and save her own life. So happy death day. First off, I really, 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 really enjoy this movie.
1: Good for you. <laughs> I don't hate this movie. I really don't. Um, okay. I don't care for Tree as a character. Oh, I'm
0: the complete opposite. Yeah. I love Tree. I do.
1: I can't stand her until about, like, the 18th time that she comes back.
0: But that's the point. I know. It's definitely the point.
1: For sure. See, uh,
0: I don't know. See, because that's the first thing with this movie is she is almost like unbearable for like the first, I don't even know, like for the first half of the movie, I'm just like, why are we rooting for this girl? Mm -hmm. But as things start to kind of come forward and she develops as a character, it really all comes together. And I, I don't know. I think it's really solid character work for sure.
1: It's definitely a redeeming character arc. Um, but she gets so far under my skin in the first half of the movie that, uh, that it makes the ending all that more uh, victorious, I feel like in my brain. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, hers, her, her initial character gets under my skin for sure.
0: Do you remember like watching
1: this movie for the first time? Yes.
0: Okay. So, did you watch it around the time it had like come out when it was released?
1: Um, I watched it when it was first like released on demand. Yeah.
0: Okay. What was your initial thought behind it?
1: Um, I was forced to watch it. <laughs> Ooh,
0: never fun. Never fun. Yeah. Forced to watch <laughs> something.
1: I was forced to watch it. And I think like the environment kind of just killed it. That's probably a lot of the reason why I didn't care for it the first time. I enjoyed it this time a lot more than I did initially. Okay. Um,
0: was this the second time the, you've seen it? Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah,
1: girl. But um, trees fucking wit i wish i could fucking go that fast girl some of her fucking line delivery is wild
0: (laughs) okay so you know what now that you say that i do want to kind of put a pin here and i do want to say that i adore christopher landon and his films he has to be you know especially like in recent years one of my favorite voices in horror I love his approach to the genre. I love that he, at least what we've seen for, uh, from a few of his films, that he takes plots that many of us are familiar with and he twists them into like a horror aspect. Mm -hmm. So you know, like the concepts of being stuck in a loop or switching bodies with someone, those kinds of things are already terrifying and horrific in nature. But the fact that he kind of takes those plots that we've seen typically in like a comedic story arc. And, like, focusing not only on the comedy, but also the horror of it all is amazing to me. And the fact that he kind of takes, like, a campy and self-aware approach to his filmmaking and his, you know, like you said, his line delivery and his writing. I, I it, It's just amazing to me. Um, and I mean, also the fact that he was a writer for every Paranormal Activity film, minus the first film and the sixth film, is phenomenal. And he also directed my favorite Paranormal Activity movie in the franchise, which was the fifth one. Um, just because that one has a lot of Mexican culture within it. Um, you know, the white man's directing, but you know what, as a, as a Mexican watching that movie back in theaters for the first time, I felt very represented. So like, I have a lot of love for him for that specifically. And also, I mean, he's an out gay man. You know what I'm saying? So he's phenomenal he's amazing i love what he's been doing in horror i love what he continues to do in horror and anything that he creates or has a hand in like i'm always interested because i just really enjoy his vision and this movie is something that really plays into that because i think it completely like came out of nowhere for me i remember this movie came out in 2017 obviously And this was the year that i had first moved to vegas so me and my roommate at the time went to go watch this movie and i was not excited first off pg-13 horror i was like (sighs) and you know 2017 we were coming out of the unfriended we were coming out of (laughs) of the friend request era of like these pg-13-esque even though friend request isn't but like just that vibe of horror that we were having for a good long time where it was really heavy on the pg-13 A lot of off-screen deaths and just a lot of stuff that just wasn't my kind of vibe. So I had no – I had the bar was in hell when I went to go watch this movie. I was, like, not excited. I was like, this is going to be awful. We walked into the theater. It was completely packed full of teenagers. And, like, they were loud and, like, all, you know, rambunctious. And, like, we had to sit kind of sort of near the front of the theater, which already is, like, not my vibe. So I just sat down and I was like, I'm going to fucking hate this movie. And it started in, like, the first 15 minutes or going, and in my head, I'm like, I fucking hate this movie. I hate fucking Tree. I hate fucking everything that's happening. I hate the fucking loop shit. I hated it. Like, the first 15 minutes, I was like, this is stupid. But lo and behold, give it another hour, and I'm sitting there clapping and crying and cheering and, like, going along with it and i i don't know the magic of writing maybe like i just started coming around to the characters i started coming around to the plot and it just really started to latch its claws into me and keep hold i mean the horror doesn't hurt because i think like the horror scenes are like really great and like the chase scenes also that we have in here are really fun that's i'm always a sucker for that kind of thing you know
1: yeah um by the time that we hit like i think the third or fourth loop i was over it It can get kind of
0: boring, you know, constant loops. I'm like, "Mm, girl, I think the second movie really has an issue with that. I kind of have like that fatigue with like the constant loops by the time we get to the second movie. And by the time we're like near the end of that movie, I'm like, this is, this is too much. But for some reason, this one just works for me. Like I've seen this movie probably. I don't know. Like six or seven times maybe, which is wild to think about. Uh, I've seen it a few times and I really enjoy it every time
1: for being a podcaster that (laughs) has a podcast on movies. I don't watch a whole lot. Like I don't repeat watch a lot at all. Um, but I think this one for sure definitely had the sour taste in my mouth from like the initial watch that I was just like, I'm never fucking watching that again. And then I, what made me, um, what made me choose it for this month is somebody, I saw somebody online, they said it's literally Groundhog Day meets Scream. And I was like, you know what? I see it. I want to see it. So I was like, let me. And I watched the trailer again and I was like, uh, let's add her. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, birthday themed. So it definitely works. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I love it. And and we start the movie obviously in like a very familiar place. She's waking up in Carter's dorm room. Uh, you know, she got shit faced the night before. He's here to help her out and be a nice guy. We get to know more about him as time goes on. Um, she's not really happy about the situation being stuck in this room with this kid. She storms out, she heads to her sorority house. Um, I do want to say here though, have you ever like had to do a walk of shame before?
1: Um (laughs) <laughs> yes, but like not like in a college. So it wasn't Oh yeah, never. Yeah. In a college. I have yeah. It's always awkward like showing pulling up to a McDonald's like fully in like a club outfit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With the sun high in the sky. Mm-hmm. Butterflies in the sky.
1: Or you like you walk you're walking to your car and somebody drives by and you like they probably didn't see you, but deep down inside you're like they know i'm a slut (laughs) (laughs)
0: um i've i don't know like what constitutes like a walk of shame like having when i think of walk of shame i do think like you said like a college thing like you're having to walk from one dorm across campus or it's like a big city thing where you're like walking down the sidewalk or something like i think you're like actively walking i've had issues (laughs) issues i've had moments where like i've had to like you know drive home the next day yeah so i've like had a drive of shame plenty of times in the many of mcdonald's drive throughs um but i've never like actively like walked back anywhere i've driven a lot of places in the morning <laughs> <laughs> i've never walked anywhere
1: why is it the McDonald? it's always the mcdonald's after girl always.
0: you're like bitch i remember
1: <laughs> i think it's like i'm already fucking ashamed of what i've done i might as well just be ashamed <laughs> of what i eat too you know
0: I remember when I was like freshly 18 and I went up to (laughs)
1: Texas. Not freshly 18.
0: Freshly 18 probably. It was at least the year I turned 18, but it was after I had already graduated high school. Mm -hmm. So I was 18 for months at this point. Um, But I remember heading up to Lubbock, Texas. We went to, uh, I think it's called Luxor, Luxor nightclub where they let me in, (laughs) even if I was 18. Yeah. Um, I just had X's on my hands. Uh, But while I was there, you know, I was letting loose, having a good time. We were, I don't, I, I, we were drinking water in the parking lot. Um, and, you know, the night led to itself. And I remember bringing a guy back to the hotel room. It was three of us, all three, like three, me and two of my friends were in one hotel together. And I brought him back to the hotel and he stayed in bed with me all night long. Um, but the next morning was so funny because I like rolled out of bed and I was like, <laughs> let's take you home <laughs> so i took him outside i got him in my car i was like he said do you want breakfast i was like yeah we can get breakfast so i pulled up to mcdonald's He
1: <laughs> said do you want ordered hot this- <laughs>
0: <laughs> ordered this man mcdonald's and he was telling me about his life he was inviting me to the winery later on uh and i was just like Uh uh-huh sure dropped him off at his apartment and i fled from the scene and i never spoke to him again (laughs) um so yeah i've had plenty of shameful mornings so i definitely understand where trees coming from here storming out
1: uh yeah i i don't think i have anything like wild but i I always have really wild i feel like no not like uh not anything funny at all but I am always convinced that people know. I don't know if like, uh, I feel like we are we make eye contact and I'm just like, they know everything I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the internal guilt after a, a night.
0: Which I hate. Like, why does it have to be called walk of shame? What are you being like shamed for? Well, because
1: people are forever pushing the narrative that like being sexually active is shameful, being a slut's shameful. So we're here to change the narrative.
0: i hate it i hate it so much uh but yeah so anyways tree's walking back home you know she sees all the things that we come or that we become familiar with as she's walking back to her sorority house so we see you know some guy in a black jacket we see some girl asking for signatures to stop global warming people getting hit with sprinklers fraternity people passing out like car alarms going off like this is something that we do see now you know consistently for the next hour and 30 minutes So this is the first time we get a vibe for it. We meet a few different characters. We meet Danielle. We meet Lori, who, spoiler alert, is her roommate and ends up being the killer. So we kind of get a vibe for everybody. Um, But I do want to focus on Tree a little bit here. Because like you said, she's really insufferable in these first couple scenes. She's like so nasty and so rude to everybody. But it almost, I guess kind of like you were kind of like, like kind of mentioning, like it's almost... I don't want to say unforgivable, but like so, just like the way that she treats some people, it just makes me feel like I don't want to forgive her. Right. <laughs> like I'm ready to fight her at any second. Like that She feels is... like the
1: embodiment of every bully that I had in school.
0: Very that. Very reminiscent of that. She's so nasty. And I mean, if she's hanging out with people like Danielle and actively being friends with her. And then clearly she's not a good person, you know?
1: I think it's a and like honestly (laughs) sorry to anybody that listens to us who's in a fucking sorority but I feel like that's just sorority girl culture um which most of the mean girls that I had in high school ended up in sororities afterwards um shout out to one of my best friends Megan for being (laughs) in a fucking sorority bitch um (laughs) love you anyways (laughs) But i think that's just the vibe you know
0: yeah i mean even like you see with like the fraternity here like oh, with that disgusting. guy passing out it's just like i hate i hate why those. are
1: they a thing
0: yeah why are sororities and fraternities things especially when Greek you think like, just like all the yeah just the classism and the racism anyways that plays into those fucking sorority fraternity right that bullshit like It's I like I
1: the embodiment so of classism cuz you have to like pay to be in it.
0: Yeah, and the majority of them are just white. You know, wealthy white people.
1: And also just like what what is the benefit? Is it did it start out as like a way to build like connections so you're quote-unquote successful after school or what? What's the point?
0: I I think it's keeping the people who you want to classism racism i think it's just a means of keeping yourself around the people you deem worthy disgusting which is disgusting yeah because it's like public education almost you know not everybody can get into college but you're more likely to see a vast or a more like diverse or a more diverse like lineup of people in college than you would like in a high school for example so i definitely think it's a way for them to really kind of just keep their circles tight if that makes sense Hmm. Burn them to the ground, I say.
1: If anybody has sorority or you know, like Greek life horror stories, please let me know because I want to know what the internals look like. Does like does social does media actively depict how fucking awful they are? Are they worse? Are they better? I need to know.
0: <laughs> They're pretty bad. And like again, like not to shame any listeners who maybe have been in a fraternity or sorority. Or maybe are currently in a fraternity <laughs> or sorority. Um You're in a cult. Case, SOS. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the case, I can help you. Just send me a DM. <laughs> I'll do whatever I can to get you out of there because I don't know. I've seen many a gay porn that's take place in a fraternity oh and that's you know, it was a good time. Um but beyond that, I just don't see the vibes. I don't see the uh, the excitement behind them at all.
1: Have you ever been to a, like a frat house?
0: Bitch, the way I was literally about to ask you if you ever yeah. went to like, a frat party or something. <laughs> I don't think so. The only time I've ever been to like a frat house is in my hometown because the frat, one of the frats at the college would always set up a haunted house every year. So I would go to the, and that's been like a tradition since I was a kid. So I've only ever been in that frat house when it would be a haunted house. I've never bothered to. Was go it Kappa Sig? I think it was. It was Kappa Sig. Yeah,
1: I was assaulted in Kappa Sig. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the only. Also, sorry, delayed fucking trigger warning. Um. Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fraternities
0: are awful.
1: We don't hate you if you've been in one, though.
0: I mean, maybe well to say
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> all right before we fucking tank we offend everybody that listens before to we us lose
0: everybody that listens to us okay black back to the plot back to the plot so of course tree is you know facing this horrific situation on her birthday uh we do learn you know that she did have a shared birthday with her mother and it was once a very special day for her and her mom and now it's kind of lost its lesser because we do learn that her mother has passed four years prior to this movie. So in the last three years, or not four years, three years. So in the last three years, building up to where we are now, she's kind of taken a step back. She's kind of hiding from her sadness. She's hiding, pushing her father away. And she's kind of focusing on acting out and being a shell of a version of or a shell of a person that she wants, or the shell of a person. I can't speak, me. She's <laughs> being somebody fucking different, okay? She's different from who she was when her mom was alive. Uh, so it's just kind of sad to kind of see that play out for her in this movie. Um, but anyways, what sets things in motion is the very first kill that we see. So obviously after she wakes up and, uh, you know, she goes about her day when she, she's a piece of shit person and hangs <laughs> out with piece of shit people. She's walking to her party. Or not her party. We don't know it's her party yet. She's just walking to a frat party. But this is the first instance that we see somebody stalking her in a baby mask. And we do come to learn that this mask is the mascot of the school. What? The fuck is this mascot? Who has a baby as a mascot? If anybody out there has a baby as their mascot, please let me know because I think it is the most ridiculous thing in the world, and it definitely added to my. I hate this movie the first time I watched it for sure. I was like, I hate this mask. I hate this mascot. I hate all of it. Yeah, I've changed my thoughts since then, but like, I was not vibing when I first saw this movie.
1: Yeah, I i don't vibe <laughs> sorry i lost my fucking train of thought oh no I mean, do you like I was gonna, no i don't i i was gonna say i don't think i would find it scary but if somebody was standing in any mask holding a knife i would probably be scared so i'd take that back yeah that part but so like this s- school is just the bayfield babies or what
0: <laughs> <laughs> i guess so it makes it just like
1: i would be would embarrassed to be a bayfield baby
0: I would be embarrassed. I would be so embarrassed to be a baby. I would like. <laughs> I would also be a bitch. Maybe this is why Tree's acting out.
1: Because <laughs> like, what the fuck? The costume, this baby killer costume, was designed by Tony Gardner, who is the one who de- designed the ghost face mask.
0: Oh, so he designed the mask. Yeah. Okay, cute. I was like, because when he said the outfit, I was like, so he designed a hoodie for Walmart. <laughs> But yeah, the mask makes much more sense. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. honestly, again, yeah, the first time I watched this movie, I was like, This baby is stupid. How am I supposed to be scared of this big cheeked motherfucker running around big and, like cheek- slashing at people? It's it makes me think of me.
1: like Cupid.
0: Oh, it gives me very much Valentine vibes for sure. Yeah. The baby face. See, yeah, but see, the Valentine mask is a little bit more scary. This one definitely feels a little bit more whimsical and like funny. But as the movie progresses and as I've seen it multiple times since my first time watching it, the mask does get kind of scary. Uh, one the one scene in particular that freaks me out is when she's in the car right before it explodes and like the baby just like leans down and looks at her and while she's in the back seat of the cop car. I don't know why that freaks me out so much, but like in that moment, I remember watching for the first time and being like, "Oh, that mask is kind of creepy." ever since then I've kind of like lightened up on it but for the first half of my watching or for the first half I watched this movie for the first time I hated it so much
1: but I used to think that about like the ghost face mask too like I remember when I first saw it I was like that's not scary and then like as as I've watched it more I'm like it is and then eventually I had to now I just want to sit on it but you know Mm, I think it's just the more that um Maybe it's like the more we're exposed to these masks, they get scarier. I don't know. Context.
0: <laughs> like you said, though, I think it's just the thought of like, you know what? If somebody was chasing me with a knife wearing this mask, I'm going to be scared. Like they could be wearing anything.
1: Somebody could be dressed up as a Teletubby trying to kill me and it would be shitting me. pants. That
0: sounds scary.
1: Also, did you know Teletubbies are fucking nine foot tall?
0: <laughs> Wait, what? Like the costumes are that big? Yeah, girl. So what's the person inside doing? Just fucking having <laughs> a cocktail. So what?
1: what is the person inside doing? Being <laughs> fucking Teletubby. What do you mean? <laughs>
0: Controlling it. When you say like nine foot, I'm like, bitch, that's like three feet. I would be inside <laughs> fucking fully on a lazy boy watching a goddamn television
1: show. <laughs> the belly oh, is tinky-winky. actually a fucking.
0: <laughs> actually, TV. Yeah, exactly.
1: You would choose Tinky Winky, fucking bitch.
0: That's the only one I know. Tinky Winky <laughs> and La La. I know La La.
1: There's Poe. La
0: La. Oh, and Poe. I do remember Poe. What's the other one's name? Fuck like, if I know. Tinky Winky Poe.
1: La La.
0: Who is the other Teletubby? <laughs> Somebody called Lil Nas. I need to know.
1: Teletubby names. There's the sun baby. There's Dipsy.
0: Oh, Dipsy. Dipsy, Tinky
1: Winky, La La, and Poe
0: oh i'm calling um
1: oh my god Nunu? from
0: happy <laughs> who's new new a new <laughs> one
1: Nunu's new news the Nunu's <laughs> new the vacuum
0: oh my god is it really called new new
1: yeah n o o n o no
0: yeah oh so is it no no or new new?
1: New. new new well there's two o's so it'd be new right oh, no. well
0: me
1: Bitch, why rag- is
0: this fucking Kids show so confusing. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Tinky Winky's 11 feet tall. <laughs> oh, oh.
0: So, yeah. So Lala and Dipsy are outfit. 10
1: foot and Poe is 6 foot.
0: Why is Poe so little? So, Poe's a <laughs> small one.
1: Apparently.
0: Po. Wow. Honestly, they give the ASMR vibes for sure. If the fucking Tubby Tubbies. Girl, I'm calling Tubby. Tubby custards, just mashed potatoes?
1: Bitch. Wait, what? Tubby Custard's just mashed potatoes.
0: Girl. Okay, so Dinky? What was his name? Dipsy? <laughs> oh.
1: Oh, which one?
0: I don't know. Oh, okay, so we have Poe, Lala, Dipsy, and Tinky Winky. Yes. The killer from Happy Death Day is now called Tinky Winky.
1: Tinky Winky.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so anyways, so back sorry. to the tunnel. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so she's walking to the party. So The first time she gets killed is inside of this like tunnel thing, which I really love. Like the music box that's playing Happy Birthday. It's kind of creepy, it's really eerie. And when she turns around and sees the baby mask killer at the very end, just staring at her, it's very scary. But I also really laugh when like she's like, I'm gonna call the cops. <laughs> and he like runs off off screen. Very funny to me. But he pops up at the other end of the tunnel and kills her, setting off one of or setting off the now mini loops that we get after this
1: girl that dress though cute her dress yeah
0: listen okay i kind of in watching this movie i was like the fashion in this movie feels like we're still stuck in like the 2010s and i was like which i mean i guess it is the 2010s but like early 2010s like i I wasn't vibing for some reason with her outfits this time around, for some reason. I think her style in the second one's a lot more vibrant and fun. I didn't really care for her outfits.
1: I just like the white I just like the white dress. Um, especially whenever we get to the um, frat party death, like where she dies <laughs> in that guy's room. Yeah. It's very cute. I love a white dress in a horror movie because the blood just. <laughs> I'm like a fucking psycho. The blood looks so vibrant, so like, and it, um, it's technically like when you think of white, people think of like innocence and pure, and then the red's just fucking it all up. So, look like it. I love it.
0: Also, the fact that we think of innocence and purity when we think of white, I'm calling racism. Okay,
1: let's I move mean, on, bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh so anyway, she she takes this first incident as a coincidence pretty much. She wakes up in Carter's room again and she's like, "Oh, this is weird. Déjà vu. We've all been there." So she goes along with it. She's still a piece of shit to everybody that she knows. She actually makes it to the frat party this time, and it ends up being a surprise birthday party for herself. Uh, she starts to, like, flirt with this guy named Nick who Danielle really likes. They have, like, a fight over text where Danielle's like, you're a whore. I hope you die.
1: <laughs> At least my like, nickname mm. isn't Blowfish.
0: Yeah, she calls her Blowfish. I was like, oh, my God, tree. But also, Danielle's a bitch. And I do want to side note and say I love her.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> he don't know what we're friends.
0: She is so funny to me. But listen, she brings... The gay sass, the reading, she brings, like, that iconic villain-esque type of attitude that the gays just really gravitate towards. We love a bitchy girl. You know what I'm saying? Reading is very ingrained in queer, uh, in queer culture. We love to, like, pick and, like, prod at our friends, but it's always from a place of love. Obviously, she's not that person, but I think that there's, you know, a gay man behind the writing for dialogue. It just kind of makes it really funny and really punchy and it really it makes sense in terms of what we find funny if that makes sense yeah so i really enjoy her character the death joke is a little ill-timed and this is only like what six years ago so that's a little she hasn't aged really well uh for anybody i would say but beyond that joke i think danielle's very funny in this movie but yeah so she's still you know fighting with Tree over this guy. Like Stormy said, this is where she dies the second time. This guy in his room having like all these lights flashing. And he's like, this is, what does he call it? Like the, the love dome, The, pl- like the, <laughs> the pleasure Something. dome. Oh, the pleasure dome. Honestly, pleasure me in this dome, daddy. I don't give a fuck.
1: You can give me dome in the pleasure dome.
0: Oh, yeah. But his dancing, honestly.
1: He's vibing. Let him live he's, his life. But the fact that he has a button just to turn all this on is a little much
0: to me. A little much. He also has, like, a big a sign in his room that says applause, which I'm like, what are <laughs> we clapping for? What are we clapping for? about to for? be
1: clap those cheeks. That's about the only <laughs> applause you're getting from me. <laughs> That's why,
0: Bitch, I would be wearing my ass back and be like, you want an applause?
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly that, girl. Mm-hmm. I'm going to clap on this dick. That's
0: for sure. <laughs> but also me, like, as soon as he, like, came on my back I'd be like so what are we plotting for <laughs> and
1: like, can we talk about something he's literally getting the cum rag and you're like I have a question
0: <laughs> very that I'd be like where are you buying your weed from
1: <laughs> where can you find me some shrooms because I know
0: <laughs> damn take me back to college I would do it so differently <laughs> um <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so she ends up dying via bong because the like, baby comes in from uh, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in. I'm calling it the baby the rest of this time. Tinky Winky. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tinky Winky comes in through uh, a side door or something, kills Nick while she's fighting my video. It comes out of nowhere. I have it no comes idea what's
1: going on. comes out of the closet.
0: Is that it? I mean, yeah. it's <laughs> beaded curtain. I'm just like, that's the doorway to hell for all I know. Uh, but what really irks me is after she notices. He's dead, and, like, the baby is, like, going to kill her. Like, she dodges out of the way. Instead of just running straight for the door, she stops and, like, grabs, like, a cricket bat to hit him, which is fine. You know, grab a weapon, defend yourself, but you're also in a huge house full of, like, hundreds of college students. Just run to the door. Like, if you have the chance to get to that door and open it, just do it. But she hits him with a cricket bat, which doesn't do anything. I guess Lori has a fucking titanium plate in her head. (laughs) Have you seen that dome? Girl. Ah! (gasps) Whoa. uh... Whoa. Anyways, and so Laurie just like doesn't take any type of heat from this hit. And she's like, oh, bitch, that felt like nothing to me. And she just like stops her from opening the door and kills her with the bong. The what mask is made
1: of Captain Marvel fucking...
0: She's Magneto up in this fucking <laughs> goddamn dome. The fucking <laughs> mask that she has. Um, Yeah, but she dies. So by this point... <laughs> but you know... she dies.
1: Well, <laughs> we didn't even... Okay. There's a guy... Whenever... Uh, the baby is in the process of like trying to kill her. So a frat boy opens the door, sees her struggling, and she's like, "Help me!" And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> "Like, shuts the door." Gross. And I'm like, "I hate it. Men are disgusting."
0: Disgusting. I do think it. You know, obviously, was she like a job at frats for that assaulted. Like, literally, so annoying to me. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Uh, but after this incident, she kind of now takes this situation very seriously, and she decides to hunker down in her room the next night that we see her. Um, so she... Oh, my God, girl. I cannot deal with the fucking Teen Mom episode that is playing... <laughs> consistently in her room it's the same scene every time it's janelle talking about her boyfriend starting up a fucking movie theater or something i don't know what they're talking about but he's starting a business or something and she's like i had no idea that this was happening and i'm just like we've heard that we hear that line like four times in this movie mm-hmm. i'm just like i don't have like any interest in team mom but i think it just shows how awful tree is as a person to be like
1: scarfed into it
0: mom, like right. this <laughs> yeah. Not to say that if you're watching Teen Mom again, our listeners are gonna just start turning off right now. Not to say that you're awful for watching Teen Mom because I watched like the first four seasons religiously. Thank you. Uh, but like, no, girl, I don't want to hear this. It was so ridiculous to me. Uh, but yeah, so in this scene, she's stuck in her room. She's locking herself down. I do think it's very funny that she makes note of being like, "Where did Lori leave the remote?" And then the TV like keeps turning off and on, because obviously Lori, who is the killer, is in the room and has the remote on her. I think it's very funny. Yeah. I love well, that smart stuff.
1: Yeah. The way that this bitch fucking nails crooked ass boards over her windows and pushes her dresser in front of the door. I mean, right. I guess I get it. Like you're locking yourself in to protect yourself, but That's why you die for the tenth time. <laughs>
0: This is the third time.
1: It feels like the tenth time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, this scene really freaks me out for some reason. Like I really, I jump every single time when she's like in the bathroom and she turns around because the TV turns on and then the baby's right behind her. I always jump at that scene. But, But I will say the baby running at her with the knife, like the angle that they're coming from, there's no way that the knife penetrated the door in. Way right at all, like the dresser was still in front of the door when he was running at her, so I don't know why we had to see that, but you know, go off, I guess.
1: Girl, we have to suspend. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: after this, Tree wakes up, she confides to Carter finally at this point everything that's happening. He believes her, which is like surprising, but also very sweet. <laughs> and suggests that probably the best way for her to get out of this loop is to maybe find out who the killer is. So after this, we get a quick montage of her. Well, I wouldn't even say quick. It's a few minutes. But it's a montage of her, you know, going to dying, day, dying constantly, uh, trying to figure out who her killer is. So we get a few different things here. She's stabbed a few times. She's drowned at one point. She fights Danielle at one point because she sees, like, she has a birthday card for her, and she literally throws hands with her in the street before they're both hit by a bus. Um, it's very hilarious. And then, you know, Wh- the final... Oh, don't go ahead.
1: And I was just going to ask, which one in this little montage is your favorite?
0: Ooh, good question. Um, Probably the fight with Danielle. I think it's very funny.
1: That's the one that I was going to say, too.
0: But I also like when he fucking spears her. Or excuse me, when Lori fucking spears her into the water. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Straight up, like,
1: football tackles her into the water.
0: I thought I was watching the NFL. I was like, wow.
1: Honestly, what does straight. Lori do, like, in her free time? Because she is taking shots to the dome. She's running all over this campus. She,
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's crazy. There has to be two killers, right?
1: God, what in the scream? Imagine. <laughs> oh, that would have been kind of nice. Have right? you seen Happy Death Danielle and, no, I'm assuming that's the, the, the plot.
0: Oh my God, Stormy, if you have not seen the sequel, I can only imagine how fucking, like, mushy your brain's gonna be. I need to sit down and watch that movie with you. Because the sequel, like, you sit down expecting to have an idea of where it's gonna go, and it literally, like, you're gonna be like, bitch, what the fuck the entire time? Oh my god! Okay, I have to watch it with you because I need to see your reaction to that. Let's
1: hurry up and go watch it right now.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know what the fuck Lori's doing. She's definitely fucking, fucking deadlifting four hundred pounds in the gym or something because she's fucking crazy. Her thighs and calves and legs must be fucking tree trunks.
1: Get it, tree. (gasps) But um. Anyways.
0: Um, I also love Demi Lovato's "Confident." That's one of my favorite songs. That was definitely my vibe back in two thousand and sixteen and two thousand seventeen. It was playing everywhere, so I really enjoy that also.
1: Yeah, the playlist is a bop. Yeah, um, such
0: good music in this movie.
1: I am sad that they didn't get uh, like the rights to use Fifty Cent's "The Go Show. It's your birthday because that was in the trailer and I was excited to see it in there. And then it changed to this stupid-ass jingle. Hey, it's your
0: birthday. Why don't you go and pick up the phone? I've been singing it all day, though. So <laughs> it's very funny. And Lori, I guess, Tree gives like a very subtle line at the beginning of Lori like sneaking in and like doing that to her, like putting that as her ringtone. Right. Though so, you know, Lori's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Lori's <laughs> the, the devil. Yeah, but I'm very sad that we didn't get 50 Cent Song because I remember in the trailer that being a part of it. So I remember when I sat down to watch this movie and I was already hating it in the first 10 minutes and that song started playing and I was like, boy, do we don't even get 50 Cent. <laughs> I don't I was, even get good music. I was such a boomer. I was the worst. How old was I in 2017? How long ago was that? Six years? I was the worst 20, 21 year old I've ever known. So. Wow. <laughs> oh, I also like because there's a guy who's like, I'm not gonna say obsessed with Tree, but he's like always trying to text her and like, like know, have her be his girlfriend. I guess after one date, but it's because we find out that he's gay, and then we see him masturbating to some gay porn, and it is very. He funny needs
1: a mustache.
0: <laughs> he needs a good solid beard. Um, so funny. Also, I feel like the easy thing for Tree to do it. At- any point in this montage or throughout the movie is just to rip the mask off as soon as she can like that is a cheap plastic ass mask Mm -hmm. like fucking just rip it off what are we doing
1: but that's the thing with these type of movies it's like they know we don't nobody does ever
0: if i was getting chased by somebody in a mask like if i had
1: the opportunity if
0: if even amid getting fucking stabbed like the first thing I'm going to try to do is take off the mask. Like I just right. I need to know who you are. Like I need to know what maybe I'm I,
1: need. I can communicate via Ouija board, <laughs> 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 via something to fucking get this person arrested. You know, like even if I die, at least I know. You know,
0: exactly. Like I need to. If I'm gonna go out, I need to know who's taking me out. Mm-hmm. Because if it's a Don't white be person, a pussy
1: and hides your face.
0: I'm coming for it. It's the sororities and the fraternity vibes that really have me just ready to fight people today. Um, and like, I'm white. <laughs> Stormy, you're different. You know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the first thing I would be trying to do is ripping off this mask. Like, what are we doing, Tree? Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm getting tackled into the fucking water, like, I don't know, rip off the mask. Do something.
1: Is Carter cute?
0: Oh Carter is my boyfriend. I'm convinced I love him so much. He is so sweet. The fact that he like believes her and like consistently believes her, especially when she's obviously like an awful person, it's like I don't know. Like he has like a hopeless romantic vibe to him and I'm all about it.
1: They never have like the fifty first dates moment where like he doesn't believe her. Right. Every time he's just like, Okay, well, even if this crazy thing is true. this is what we should do.
0: Yes, it's amazing. He just gives her like suggestions. He doesn't even like
1: very golden retriever vibes.
0: God, I just want to grab onto his curls while I'm sitting <laughs> on his face hey. and like hey, hey, just hey. going in, baby. I want to. You can eat that. this
1: birthday cake, daddy.
0: <laughs> I need. this. <laughs> Baby, take me in your dorm room. Take me in the bell tower. Take me in the hospital. Take me in the sorority house. In the
1: bell tower where I, trigger warning, sewer slide myself at some point.
0: For you, baby! I killed myself for you, Carter. Why in the Romeo and Juliet is happening in this movie? I don't know. I live for their like little love story. Even though she is a bitch <laughs> at first, Like she really comes around, and <sighs> he's just so tall and so lanky. Mm -hmm. and wow you're gonna have me like just fantasizing over carter now the rest of this discussion i love him. (laughs) he is my favorite person in the movie probably i love him so much oh yeah he's just so sweet and he's like so funny and like he's so snarky and like he doesn't let her he doesn't let her bitchy comments like really phase him and like he's just always so calm and cool and collected and i'm just like (gasps) shoot in my mouth please
1: he's definitely the counterpart that like a bitch like train needs
0: yes I need him, Carter. Where are you, Israel? What's his last name?
1: Broussard.
0: Broussard. Oh, all right, but uh. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he's so adorable. I love him.
1: Listen so here, you fucking Brussels sprout. <laughs> oh my Get God! Get away, <laughs> baby.
0: Can you can you imagine yelling Broussard in bed? Ah, uh, Broussard. Why would you
1: do? You call people by their last name like you it's bet? the fucking NFL. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I am a sports commentator. In bed. I'm like you're gonna punt these balls Broussard's into your mouth.
1: Pa- <laughs> Broussard's passing the finishing t- I don't sport, girl. <laughs> Touchdown! Touchdown! Broussard is kicking the balls into the hole.
0: I don't know how to sport. Into work? the
1: hole. <laughs> Field goal for you. <laughs> He's put-
0: putting his dick into the I don't know, girl.
1: Punting his dick? I have no idea.
0: Oh, my God. Austin (laughs) called my mouth a cock holster the other day, and I have not been able to, like, breathe since that happened. I said, you are completely right. (laughs) We were, like, play fighting. You know me? uh, It's just, like, we're gay. You know? We're gay. We're queers. So, like, we'll be bitchy and, like, just, like, try to get each other with our jabs. And I was just like, he goes, he's all, you better fucking shut that fucking holster <laughs> You call him now. And I said, I'll uh, 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 say less. I, said, what? I also have a cold sore right now, so if I didn't have a cold sore, I was like ready to drop to my knees and be like, fucking prove it right here, right fucking now. But you know, <clears throat> battling a cold sore, right <laughs> enough, I couldn't drop. I couldn't adhere to the to the call to the of the call of my holster mouth. Um, <laughs> But, yes. Wow. Why am I holding for the <laughs> lights today, Carter? Ugh, girl.
1: If I don't get called a cock a holster before I die, I'm going to be disappointed.
0: <laughs> like, it's my favorite thing. I want it, like, <laughs> on my ass or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been called a cock sleeve. <gasps> a cock sleeve? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what does that mean? What do, you, what do you mean? What do I mean?
0: What is a sleeve?
1: Like a pocket pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <We've> <laughs> I'm sweating too much for this. <laughs> we're okay. College or something, I don't know. Okay. Um, Honestly,
1: this is the movie to talk about. Being a whore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause you know trees a slut. I'm not shaming her in the slightest.
0: No, girl. Get your life. She deserves it. Right. Her mother died three years ago. She's, <laughs> she's dealing with a lot. Like, her mother died right before she went to college. But we do. Right. I mean, Danielle said that she was a whore her freshman year because she slept with a guy that Danielle really liked.
1: We all mourn in different ways, okay?
0: okay. Some of us do it, you know, by holstering cocks in our mouths.
1: Um, so... <laughs>
0: After this montage, you know, she's hitting the, in the head. She's killed by blunt force trauma with a baseball bat. She wakes up in Carter's dorm room again, but this time she passes out from her wounds and we learn that she every time she dies, like her body's is deteriorating pretty much we
1: also yes. <laughs> glossed over the fact that she's sleeping with one of her <laughs> teachers
0: listen right now in my fucking notes right after that paragraph of she learns <laughs> that more the more she dies the mere, or the more her body deteriorates right after says side note so tree's having an affair with her professor <laughs> we know him to be Gregory is what I put down um, yeah she's having an affair with her professor I don't know what he teaches something medical related I don't know right he's a doctor.
1: Yeah, I don't know what he is because he's working in like the clinic hospital thing too.
0: So, and he's not hot to me,
1: right? Was she just sleeping with him for a grade or is he attractive to her? You know,
0: I think she's probably doing it maybe to piss off Lori.
1: Also, why be in a a ferority? Why be in a sorority if you're just gonna like live to piss off your sisters?
0: Because that's what she's trying to do. Again, awful person. I mean, she...
1: live your truth, I guess.
0: But I don't know. Uh... Because I don't know unless Lori maybe told her, hey, I really think this professor or this guy that's in the hospital that I work at is really cute. And so Tree, and Tree said, said oh, say ooh, less? Like, yeah. let me
1: pop that pussy or? Let
0: me register for his class real fast. But yeah, so she's having an affair with him. There's a moment near the beginning of the movie too where Tree goes to see him at the hospital and Lori's working an earlier shift even though she's supposed to work night shifts and Lori's like, she goes, Tree, it's none of my business, but I think that what you're doing is going to have some serious consequences. And Tree's just like, You're right. It isn't in your business. And she walks up to his office and tries to fuck him right as his wife is trying to get into the room. I'm like, Girl. Like, how am I supposed to root for her, right? Right. At least at this point. I'm like, how, why are we supposed to root for this woman? First off, she's trying to sleep with a professor who is probably, quite honestly, an inch shorter than her. Not that it matters, but I'm like, you have Carter's lanky dick right beside you, and you're just going to sit here and just hook up with this professor. Be with... a
1: cock sleeve for this professor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like,
0: bitch, what? He's not even cute. But anyways, she's having an affair with this man. So when she ends up in the hospital, he's the guy that's there taking care of her. And so she's, in trying to escape the hospital and get free, she goes to steal his keys from his office. Because she obviously knows where his office is. She's been fucking banging across that desk who knows how many times. So she goes to steal his car keys. And in his office, she sees that he has a baby mask. So she's like, oh, no, it's him. But, like, literally, two minutes later, he is stabbed from behind by the baby. (laughs) He chases her through the hospital, which I love a good hospital chase scene. Like... I eat it up. Friend Request has one also, and we'll be watching Friend Request uh later this month also. So I love a good hospital scene. They are always like so I don't know, there's always something eerie about a hospital. Even when they're like the busiest they could be, they also always feel empty anyways. So I love a good little chase scene moment in one. But she ends up in the parking garage, she gets away. Um I love the whole entire parking garage scene. She's really smart, she's really methodical in how she gets away. So I really enjoy it. But i love 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 the scene with the cop so she gets away she's driving she gets pulled over by a cop the cop's like bitch you're fucking crazy because she's like sitting here she has no license plate she has or no license no driver's license she doesn't know where the registration is which i don't know why she should look in the glove compartment but whatever it's not her name anyways um and she's in a hospital gown it's really funny and he puts her in the back of the cop car but as soon as she's in the back of the cop car the fucking baby, Lori, in this baby mask comes speeding down the road. And I don't know what about this <laughs> car. Plows the cop out of nowhere, sends his body flying. And we see it a little bit later on the side of the road. Fucking The, the knee is snapped backwards, baby. And the baby walks up to the car and stares at her in the backseat, which is so scary. And then they just walk back to the car and light a fire from the spilled gasoline from the cop car with a birthday candle and explode. And they explode the vehicle. Amazing. yeah
1: I love it my favorite part about that scene other than obviously getting uh the Michael Bay esque <laughs> blow-up scene <laughs> is whenever she's talking to the cop and she doesn't have anything and she's like I'm high I'm drunk <laughs> <laughs> I'm on everything and he's like I guess that means I have to arrest you and she's like you're right <laughs> she's please like, you're arrest me <laughs> I'm on pills and weed <laughs> Anything you can think of.
0: <laughs> I love the change in the cop's energy, too. Because, like, when he pulls up to the car and, like, walks up to her, like, he's obviously an asshole from the bit, you know, or from the jump. He's like, turn off your engine. And he's, like, so serious. But once she starts acting like a complete wild individual, he's just, like, uh, like, he doesn't even know how to react to her. It's so funny to me. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, yeah. So, she blows up in her car. After this, she wakes up again. She freaks out. She's talking to Carter. But... At this time, and we've seen teases throughout the movie, but while she's talking to Carter inside of a restaurant, where she also farts in front of him, which is very funny to me. Uh, but she sees you new- won't remember it, <laughs> and he and he doesn't. Uh, but she's watching a news report of a man named Charles. Is it Charles Toombs? Yes. You are yes. Okay, yeah. So Toombs or whatever. So he's a man that's killing people that look just like her, blonde white women. So in her head, she sees this report going on about him being you know, at the hospital after a shootout earlier in the day. She's like, this is the man who's been trying to kill me. And to me, in watching this movie for the first time, I'm like, Tree, what the fuck are you talking about? This man doesn't know who you are, has never seen you before. Why is he spending his time and his effort trying to chase down a girl when he's also in the hospital? Like, you're just a random white bitch. I, I, And how are you, like, how does he know who you are? He hasn't seen you. You haven't interacted with him. Why does she immediately assume that this is the person who's trying to kill her?
1: It's the white people, like, full of themselves vibe. (laughs) It's easy to assume.
0: (laughs) Maybe she takes it as, like, a sign that it's playing on the TV. Because, again, this is, like, the third time I think that she's seen this news bulletin, like, pop up. Because the first couple times it happens, like, it cuts off on her. So this is the first time that she's like been able to see the full like news report going on. So maybe right. she takes it as a sign that it's him. I don't know. Question mark. But she does take the chance then from there to head to the hospital to find him. She like uh, I don't know. She heads there. He ends up being in the baby mask, which is like a big question mark to me. He chases her around the hospital. He kills Carter in the scene also, which breaks my heart every time I see it. And the it baby. I cry. My. baby boyfriend and he chases her this is when he chases her to the bell tower and she stops him but obviously before killing him she kills herself by hanging herself at the very top of the bell tower because she wants to reset the day to save carter because he again was dead so the next loop that she has is probably my favorite loop and i wish this would have been the one that she was able to you know stick with which i think maybe everybody's feeling that way but at this point like she's fully realized how much of a bitch she is she takes the time and the effort to Be a better person. She wakes up. She gives Carter a whole bunch of love. She is nice to Lori. She's nice to everybody. She's very sweet. She's very caring. She fights back against Danielle and throws chocolate milk on her. Because there's a sorority sister named Becky who Danielle's consistently picking on for no reason. Calls her a chunker. Even though Becky has a fucking defined jawline and collarbones that are poking out of her blouse. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. bitch, where is she a chunker from? She's literally bony as shit. But Tree is, you know, fights back. She goes to have dinner with her father, who she's been ignoring the whole movie. Um, Jessica Roth does an amazing job here with the father, conveying emotion. It's very sweet. It's great. It's loving. I enjoy it. And then she heads to the hospital to kill Charles Toombs for what we think is the last time.
1: Girl. The whole scene where she fucking holds the cop at knife point?
0: Right. I was like, Girl. also I love
1: that the just they just made her wear a leather jacket specifically for that. <laughs> like she's never worn anything like that to even indicate that she owns a leather jacket, that her style even heads in that direction. But she's got a sleek hair, <laughs> a leather jacket and fucking whips out a knife on a cop. I'm like, what fucking character art what left turn <laughs> do we make to fucking get to anti sandy grease ass looking bitch
0: Fucking the black black widow what, running through the halls yeah. of the hospital i don't know it's f- so ridiculous uh but she's able to like beat him she kills charles tombs she thinks this is the end all be all for her and she goes to celebrate with carter in her dorm room or in her sorority house She eats the cupcake that laurie's been trying to give to her the entire fucking movie and then wakes up again in the same loop the very next day So she panics she runs back to the sorority house and then going back to the sorority house she again realizes that lori of course has a cupcake for her and she's like, i did eat the cupcake i ate it last night so then at that point she realizes the cupcake's been poisoned and lori's been trying to kill her by poisoning her the entire time and after she didn't eat the cupcake in every single scenario lori takes it upon her own hands to use charles tombs as a scapegoat and as a way for her to kill Tree and have everybody think that Charles did it. so right. It's a crazy plan and the reason that she's doing it is because she's also having an affair or like is really interested in Gregory the professor. And even Tree's like, bitch, you're doing all this over a man and Laurie goes, no. I'm also doing it because you're a fucking Lucky bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly I live for it I live live for a good female uh, villain in our horror movies So I love that the baby killer in this first movie is a female I love it
1: whenever I'm gonna rewind real quick but when Tree and Carter are sitting um, in her in the dorm room with the cupcake it's very 16 Candles yes it's such a cute little moment and like my little romantic heart really would love a moment I mean with all out the dying in my sleep obviously but <laughs> I just want to have a sweet moment with somebody on my birthday like that
0: and he has just like the cutest like doe eyes like he has such big like expressive eyes let me be horny for Carter this somebody love me
1: <laughs> <laughs> and but so fucking they, they're fighting <laughs> and Tree just throws her out the fucking window like she's the Hulk
0: <laughs> she's <Like>, sweet <switched laughs> <from the laughs> <chandelier. laughs> I'm like my two hundred plus pound body could only dream, baby, right. that I would be able to swing from a chandelier. That's how I would die for the twentieth time.
1: <laughs> that's how I would die again. Like I would grab it and then it would fall down on me, and I would—that's how I died.
0: Bitch, if I was swinging from that fucking chandelier, the entire structure of the house would collapse.
1: <laughs> Shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> the sorority house is coming down.
1: Well, and I feel so bad. So, like, when Lori flies out the window, fucking soars into outer space, she falls. We've seen this one sorority girl outside of the sorority house the entire time. She's in the loop. She's very sweet, all in pink, like, got some cat ear headphones. She's vibing outside. And then just gets fucking splattered with Laura's brains and blood. And I was like, oh, so sorry, girl. And then when Tree's, like, leaning against the the window like recovering from the fact that she just murdered somebody fucking uh the lead sorority bitch whatever her name is danielle danielle well what cracks me up is danielle is like what is happening and tree goes "Lori ate my cupcake
0: (laughs) girl i live Listen, Danielle has so many iconic lines. I love when Becky sits down at uh, the breakfast table or, like, the table. I don't know where they are. They're outside somewhere. And she's like, Becky, what is that? And she goes, I I, I miss breakfast. And she goes, what is breakfast, Becky?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's very, who set the house on fire? Very, who set the house on
0: fire? These sorority girls always have that same bitchy aesthetic and vibe to them. It's so funny to me. But yeah, same mm-hmm. vibes as uh, Jessica from Sorority Row, for sure. So funny. You need to watch the sequel, because Danielle is in the sequel, and she's just as funny. Oh, what? So funny. What'd she say? Should I skip breakfast? She'll- we all skip breakfast, Becky, or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. She's so funny to me. Uh, but yeah, so she kicks, Cor- uh, she kicks Lori out of the window like she's Kelly in Jurassic World, or Jurassic Park, The Lost World, when she's finding raptors. Um... It's crazy. But she's able to survive. She gets to the next day. Carter kind of plays a joke on her the next morning when she wakes up and they make out and I just imagine her slobbering on his knob the rest of the Mm. morning. And Mm. same. And then we end with them kissing and being cute and in love. And I can't get past the fact of like she's spent multiple days getting to know him, hanging out with him, having different memories with him, and he doesn't know any of that. So for me, like my anxiety would be like, We've had all these special moments together, and you remember nothing. Like I don't know what I, but he believes her, so I'm sure she could just explain these days to him. Fifty, very fifty first dates, I and mean, him just like believe it, maybe. But I would feel kind the of way crazy. I would be.
1: I would be so toxic with it. I would be like, I've loved, I've loved you so much fucking longer than you've ever loved me, and you'll never amount to my fucking. You love. can't leave me. <laughs> you don't know what we've been. We've through. We've been through too much. And he's like. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to talk about, and she's like, "I literally hung myself in a bell tower for you."
0: <laughs> Very Romeo and Juliet. I'm saying the gaslighting that she could give this poor man is real. But yeah, yeah like it's all, I think about. That's all I like beaming. That's all. Like every time I watch this movie, I'm like, I, I wouldn't be able to like continue forward knowing that like I've had all these experiences with people that they just don't remember.
1: Girl, that's why I'm divorced. <laughs>
0: but, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the narcissist. Uh, the narcissistic side of me is like, mm-hmm. I have all these memories that you don't remember.
1: The bussy, too powerful girl, he's it's fine, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah. So, they happily ever after. I put this movie in like a special sub genre or sub category that I have on my own that is like feel good horror, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's it just one of those horror movies that makes you feel good, it has like a lot of funny, comedic uh parts in it. It has a really sweet ending. I really, really enjoyed this movie. It's definitely one that I throw on when I want to have a serotonin boost, if you will.
1: Fucking mood. Um. How many Baby bell tower masks. suicides? Oh. oh.
0: my god! How many suicides <laughs> do we give this one? Uh, zero. Mm. Uh. How many how many cockles do we give this movie? <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, Glad. I'd give it a solid three cock holsters. Okay, three okay. is my favorite number. <laughs> I've both three. It is. Um, uh, at the same time.
0: No, I wish. Uh, Two. Try once it. I have, no. <laughs> like, once I. Oh my god! Once I have the <laughs> confidence to like go back out after being in a pandemic for two years. Girl, we went out to the bar a couple of weeks ago and like my mask was on the entire time. I would just take it down in between sips and even then I was like, I feel like a psychopath. So once that confidence is, you know, once the confidence of being around people again is in full effect I'll definitely be munching on a few assholes before the fight is over. Um, See you in
1: 2030, ladies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I I'm giving this movie four cock coasters out of five. I really enjoy it. Um, it's a very easy four for me. It could even probably be four and a half to five if I'm filling it for the day. Uh, but she's been at four ever since I like first watched this movie. Well, that's kind of crazy. Ever since I first got Letterboxd at least. But she's always giving me like four vibes. You know what I'm saying? Because there's just some stuff that's like really like random to me. Like the whole plot with tombs guy is just like, I get the red herring, but like whatever it just it doesn't make sense that she just assumes that that's who's trying to kill her um so i think that's kind of silly and i don't know maybe that's the only reason i have it at four stars because i just don't really care for that whole like part of the plot but beyond that i really love this movie so much like i thoroughly enjoy it
1: it's a good time
0: And thank you for bringing the party, bitch. And hey, it was a good way to start your birthday month. Talking about a birthday-related horror movie.
1: That was my thought. I was just going to say shout-out to my Pokey. My friend Kevin, he was actually the one that was, like, suggesting it, trying to push me into watching it, since he was the one that made me fucking watch it in the first place. So, (laughs) you're welcome. I covered it. (laughs) It was
0: the second watch through better than the first, at least.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure.
0: Um, well, next time that you watch it, when you watch it for the third time, it'll be with me. And we'll make sure that we like a drinking game or something and make it even more fun. Because it's such a fun Three is my favorite
1: number, so.
0: Ooh. Okay. Third time's the charm.
1: That's how it goes.
0: Period. And we'll also but, watch the sequel. Oh, i will do a double feature with you.
1: Ooh, cute. Okay. I'm down. Um, um, next time you're here, I'm going to make sure it
0: happens. Because I really enjoyed those <laughs> movies. Well, We'll watch the second one, and I want to see what you think about it. But, uh, yeah, thank you for bringing this this month. I'm so excited to talk about everything that you've kind of brought to the table this month. Um, I have already watched Friend Request. Uh, You guys will hear the episode next week. I think is when that one's coming out. Uh, And I've never seen it before. I don't want to give too much away, but, like, I am so excited to talk about that movie with Stormy. And I haven't seen Lights Out since... uh, since the theater viewing of it either so like i don't remember much of it i remember hating the ending but we'll, we'll watch it again and we'll see where we are with it
1: um welcome to gemini season yeah, it's chaos uh
0: is in full effect
1: <laughs> yeah i know a lot of people struggle during gemini season but i'm thriving and i'm willing for you guys to suffer for me to be happy <laughs>
0: The only reason I suffer during Gemini season is because I haven't had a summer body in five years.
1: (laughs) Fucking mood. Also, Gemini season starts like late May, but I never fucking celebrate that shit till my birthday. So happy birthday to me.
0: It doesn't matter till your day hits. Happy birthday, Stormy. I cannot wait to continue the month with you. And where can everybody find us?
1: You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us on pretty much every streaming platform, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. You can email us at slash herpod at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us. Happy Gemini season and stay spooky, guys.
0: Stay spooky, everybody.
1: Bye.